0: Welcome everybody to Podcast Today for October 3rd, 2016. Fun fact, if you listen to the last few days of Podcast Today, I didn't say the date because I got the date wrong because I thought there was 31 days in September and I'm recording these in advance, so I've edited out the date. I am fully aware of my flaws. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to The Hunger Games! I finally watched The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 last night. I am not a great fan of these films. Other than the first one, I really, really liked the first one. I'm like, yeah, this is a good film. This is a good adaptation of a good book. And then it's just like they got steadily kind of more boring and worse and then they broke the last one into two and I'm just like no, no I don't care about you and your film franchise and it was actually the exact same pattern with the books. I thought the first book was great, I thought the second book was even better, I think Catching Fire is the best of the three books and then Mockingjay is very... uh, I was very dissatisfied with It's Just like, this isn't good at all. There is literally nothing, nothing enjoyable about this climax. I do think the film is better than the book, or at least the second part of the film is better than the book. The first part of the film is tremendously dull. We talked about this for Harry Potter when I talked about Harry Potter part one. The, the first part of Harry Potter is super dull. It's super boring, <laughs> the, the first part of the Deathly Hallows, because it is taking a, a, a book that's supposed to be a beginning, middle, and end, and telling you the beginning, telling you half of the middle, and then stopping. <laughs> that's not how stories work. You can't just take stories and devour them and break them up and make them not work anymore. Th- this film, I, I actually, I kind of liked it more than the book. I probably liked it, it's, it's a lot better than Mockingjay Part 1. It's probably... It's about on par with Catching Fire, which means I I don't love it. It's a little long. It's a little meandering. It's a little, like, mopey in a way that doesn't... Like, it's a war film. I understand it's not supposed to be, like, happy. But... Every time freaking Jennifer Lawrence is on camera, she's just moping. And every time is on camera, he's just moping. And everybody's moping. And everyone's making their boo-boo face and going, Oh, woe is me. Why have I been captured and tortured? Which, you know, capture and torture is kinda painful. And you can kinda understand why people would be suffering through capture and torture and being blown up and all that and going through a city where everything is trying to kill them. God, ugh. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh... It's, yeah, I particularly like the the climax of the film a little more. I still think, and this this will have spoilers, I still think the thing where they bomb the children is dumb, and when they bomb Katniss's sister, and I'm just like, so you just basically render these four films redundant the entire thing that set these films in motion was the idea that she was doing all of this to protect her sister, and then her sister died anyway, and I get that's kind of the point, and that there is things that happen in war that you cannot stop, and that, you know, that these, these things happen to people no matter what, and we don't get happy endings, and, and everything we try to do no matter what ends up f- falling flat, and we don't succeed. Ah, there's, there's brave decisions, and there is decisions that render the point of the thing you do redundant and I think this one veers toward the latter more than the former. I, I do think the, uh, the the political ideas in this film are always fascinating and always underexplored and, and particularly like the, the idea of propaganda and the way propaganda plays a role in war and how you're, you're not necessarily trying to present what is actually happening but the ideal form of what you want to happen and I think that is explored in a reasonably entertaining and a reasonably like thought-provoking way about how control of information is just as much an important part of war as actually killing people on the front lines is and anytime like Donald Sutherland's in the film I think he's he's a very engaging presence he's a very commanding presence he's basically the like, he is the lead villain of the entire series, Cornelius Snow, and, like, him and him, him and Katniss have a very good dynamic, and and he's not in the film nearly enough, and the, the big, like, scene where him and Katniss come together and talk is, is like, like, a minute, minute and a half long. It's, this isn't very satisfying. I want them to verbally spar for a while before we come to the conclusion that, you know, Katniss has to murder the, the president of the Resistance because she is a warmongering crazy person as well. Everyone's a warmongering crazy person at the end of the day, and then that's the thing about how power corrupts and how, no matter what, Julianne Moore will still probably try to kill people. But, yeah, it's just kind of too long. There's one action scene where, like, it basically turns into a zombie film for a few minutes, and that's pretty cool. There's, like, arrows being flown, people are killing things with spears, bombs are going off, arrows are exploding, There there's things happening. And that's like, yeah, that's basically the only action film in the scene. It's not, it's not really an action film. Action film in the scene... Get your act together, Gar. This is another one of those films that just has a a really good cast. Like Elizabeth Banks, Stanley Tucci, who, who's great, and you have know, the likes of Philip Seymour Hoffman, Liam Hemsworth, who you would objectively choose over PETA, hashtag Team Gale, and Woody Harrelson, who's barely in this last film, he just pops up every now and again. Same with Philip Seymour Hoffman, which I'm not sure was that as a result of him passing away, or just, just he wasn't in the film, I'm not sure. Yeah, The Hunger Games. I I, I don't think fondly back on this film series. I might revisit it in like a decade, maybe, and then see it with fresher eyes after I've totally forgotten it exists. But as it is now, I'm just like, those were okay. I'm never really going to think about them again. Jennifer Lawrence is good in these films. I think she gets a hard time sometimes. She's she's good in these films. She carries these films. give her that. But yeah, that is The Hunger Games. I, I will not be thinking much about Pan Am ever again. And probably never reading the books again because I don't generally tend to reread books. I don't read books often enough. Never mind rereading them. But yeah, Hunger Games. It's it's an okay series. Don't break your last films into two. People, I know it seems like a tantalizing thing to do. It seems like ooh money. And this this film franchise did slowly lose steam as it went by. Uh, I think Catching Fire was the most successful, and then the other two never really caught fire. <laughs> the way that one did. You can listen to new episodes of the podcast today every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash You can subscribe on iTunes by searching for the TWS Network. You can also subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at Garrett Kidney, G-A-O-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye.